Wow, it is just crushing to listen to the reports of the gun violence that's happening in the United States of America and the mass shootings at schools and in crowds. And it is just crushing what's going on in our nation. And so five seconds after these emergencies, the press wants to blame guns. Is this really where we should lay the blame? everybody. I'm Janice Christensen, and this is The Tangled Angle. Here on this podcast, we address the tangled angles of conservative American values given to us by the Constitution while using facts and keeping it classy. I am a news junkie with a passion and interest in politics, government, and American history, and I spent 16 years in the halls of the Washington State Legislature supporting my husband, Dan Christensen, who is in the House of Representatives. Now with this podcast, I'm able to share and discuss what I've learned and experienced, along with some historical context of where we are on the timeline of history. I've wanted to talk about guns for a while on this podcast, and I covered the First Amendment to the Constitution, which was podcast 19, the First Amendment to the Bill of Rights, Freedom of Speech, and I wanted to cover guns. And I've been thinking about this and working on this, and the tack to take. And like I say, in the tagline of my podcast, I want to keep it classy. And so I just want to cover this topic. There's no way it can be covered in a short podcast. But I wanted to touch on the topic of guns, the Second Amendment, and the right of the people to keep and bear arms. Now, this is a huge topic. And there's no way I'm going to cover it all. But I think we have to address it as a nation from a rational and calm point of view. And if all people know about guns is through the movies and through the violence that happens in the streets, they have a very distorted view of the Second Amendment and what guns have done for America and really maintaining our freedom, earning us our freedom and keeping our freedom and maintaining our freedom. And I know out there, some people are very afraid of guns, whether it's through firsthand experience or the impression that they get from the movies and social media about guns. And others of us are very familiar and comfortable with guns because we have fond memories of hunting with our fathers, our grandfathers, our uncles, or those hunting trips were some of the best memories that people have had as children. So time in the woods or out in the open fields has brought them a lot of delight and a lot of fun and a lot of really great family bonding time. And I realize that others have been victims of violent crime or worse. And so there's this tremendous fear that some people have when it comes to the mention of guns, because they've only seen them used in the context of fear, oppression, and violence from the movies or video games, or maybe even from personal experience. So I realize there's a, there's a huge different reaction base and beliefs about guns and gun ownership. And I realize that some have their opinions because of past experience, and some have their opinions just because of what's been portrayed in the movies and on violent video games. But the Second Amendment to our Constitution has given us freedom and liberty in this country for over 220 years. And the Second Amendment, which is the right for the people to keep and bear arms, has protected the First Amendment, which is the freedom to assemble, the freedom of speech, and the freedom of religion. 
And there's no other nation on earth now or in the history of the world that has had more amazing constitution that we have had and what has made us the greatest nation that has ever inhabited the earth is because of our constitution and our constitutional rights that the individual is sovereign and that the constitution protects and honors and hopefully defends the individual. So I just thought I would take a tact about this topic as if you've never owned a gun or never shot a gun or never even seen a gun unless it's you've wandered through the sporting goods store and or a pawn shop and seen the rifles and shotguns lined up on the shelves. So please forgive me if you're a gun expert. I am going to just start at the basics. And my own experience is, I thought I should share this before I get, dive into this topic, but my own experience is that I learned how to shoot a BB gun when I was, gosh, maybe, I don't know, 10 or 11 or 12 years old. It's just what we did. I grew up in the country and I've been a firearm owner all of my life. I'm comfortable around guns, and as long as I know who's handling them and their skill level, I'm fine. There isn't any fear in it for me because it's been a wonderful sport that our family has enjoyed for decades, and I'm just an ordinary recreational gun hobbyist. I've taken a few classes, but for the most part, my knowledge of the topic is firsthand experience and is pretty basic. I've just lived in a gun enthusiast family my whole life, so I am not an expert, but I have had some experience with handguns, rifles, and shotguns. I also just want to start that after these mass shootings that happen each time, the public and those on the left scream that every firearm in the United States, every person that wants to buy a firearm should have to undergo a background check. Well, we do. Every single person in the United States of America that wants to buy a firearm legally has to undergo a background check. There's no such thing as walking into a gun store and purchasing a gun and walking out with it on the very same day. It doesn't happen. If you go to any retail store, they're going to run a background check on you. And they say, well, buying a gun is easier than buying a book or buying groceries. No, it's not. And you cannot order them in the mail and expect to get a gun that shows up in the mail. It's just, it is, you have to show ID, they have to run a federal background check. That is how anyone legally in the United States of America can obtain a gun. I was reading some statistics on this and that the Department of Justice found, this is 2019, that less than 2% of all prisoners had obtained a firearm from any retail source at the time they committed their crimes. So less than 2% of all prisoners had not obtained a gun legally. And then the President of the United States has recently said that he wants to ban most semi-automatic handguns in the country. And I thought, really? What is, okay, first of all, what is semi-automatic? For those of you, like I said, I'm going to pretend that those listening have never had any experience with a gun. A semi-automatic, which most guns are, will shoot one round per trigger pull. A fully automatic gun or rifle will shoot rounds while holding the trigger down and continue to shoot until the user lets their finger off the trigger. Fully automatic guns in the United States are very difficult 
to obtain and buy. It's really difficult for any citizen in the United States to own a fully automatic gun. Fully automatic weapons have been heavily regulated as NFA items since 1934 and almost unattainable for civilians since 1986. So to get a fully automatic gun in this nation, it, let's just say it's, it's very difficult. So that brings us to semi-automatic guns. And most guns in the United States are semi-automatic. One round shot per trigger pull. And then you go to something like a bolt action rifle or a lever action rifle, which will only shoot as the gun handler takes his or her finger off of the trigger and mechanically reloads the round himself or herself, for lack of a better term, manually. There's no automation here to help the chamber reload with the round. Again, semi-automatic means that there's one round fired per trigger pull, and this is how most handguns operate. The gun does the part of the reloading of the next round while expelling the spent casing and reloading the next round. The, this is let's ban all semi-automatic weapons is really about banning most guns in the United States. So I thought to shed some light on this and who are these gun owners and what kind of guns do they own. I thought, okay, let's just look at the hunters in the United States. There were over 600,000 hunters this season just in the state of Wisconsin. That's 600,000 hunters that got a hunting license in the state of Wisconsin and 750,000 who hunted the woods in Pennsylvania. Michigan had 700,000 hunters. And of all these hunters, they all returned home safely. In West Virginia, I just kind of picked some random states here to look at some of the statistics. In West Virginia, there was 250,000 hunters. And literally, if you added up Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and West Virginia, these hunters alone would establish the fact that those four states would compromise the largest army in the world. Here in Washington state, we had 701,000 hunting licenses, permits, tags, and stamps issued. Now, this is from the Washington Fish and Wildlife, and I realize that some of these are fishing licenses and so on. But still, that's over 700,000 people who wanted to hunt using a license, permit, tag, and, or a stamp. This is over 3 million hunters in just these five states alone. So I thought, okay, what about the entire United States? According to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, this is 2020, a total of 38,800,000 hunting licenses, tags, permits, and stamps had been issued and registered for the year 2020. So that's just about 39 million hunting licenses, tags, permits, and stamps. So let's assume that, gosh, let's just be generous. Let's just say 30 million of these were not fishermen, they were hunting. And so 30 million, mostly men, but men and women with a gun went out and went hunting in the United States of America. So this means approximately 30 million people hunted in 2020 and no one got murdered. I was trying to estimate how many guns are owned in the United States. This is tough. And we're ranked number one globally, of course, when it comes to gun ownership because of the Second Amendment. And estimates show there's anywhere from, from 200 million to more than 350 million guns in the United States. 
and there's only 330, well, there's about 330, 340 million people in the United States. So it's basically one gun per person. And the reason I want to bring up this gun statistic of how many guns are in the United States as a whole is this is exactly why we have never been invaded by a foreign country. Because this kind of homegrown firepower, it's a matter of national security. Because all the nations of the world know that the United States citizen can own a gun and they can own as many as they want. And that's why all of our enemies, foreign and domestic, want to see us disarmed. If we want to reduce the number of people in the United States that are killed every year, then we also have to be honest with ourselves and look at a few other things. Every year in our country, about 3 million people are killed or disabled in automobile accidents. This amounts to every single day, about 90 people die in automobile accidents in our nation. This is a big number. And each year around the world, about 11,000 people are killed in natural disasters. And for more than a decade, heart disease and cancer are the leading causes of death in the United States. In our country, I think we need to look at why we have so many mass shooters in the last decade or so, and what is bringing them to that point. To blame it on the gun is kind of silly and way late in the story of these young lives. What about isolation and fatherlessness and too much time in front of a screen and a lifetime of their short lifetimes playing violent video games and having no meaningful relationships in their lives. And where are the parents, the mother and the father that are to be bonding with their children? And we also need to address the fatherlessness issue in our nation. To get to the heart of these kids is going to figure out what is going on instead of blaming the gun or blaming the automobile or blaming whatever weapon is used. Of course, we feel for these families who have lost children in school shootings. We're at a loss of what to say. The grief is overwhelming to these families. And the shock to our nation every time this happens is hard to take. It's hard to watch because it's needless violence in a, in a society that has spun out of control. But I think to divert the attention away from the real problems that causes these mass shooters to do what they're doing, and all of a sudden put it on a gun topic is really avoiding the heart of the issue. It's really avoiding getting to the heart of why they even came to this spot in the first place. And I hope you can see by some of these statistics that millions and millions of people safely use firearms every year and hunting, and shooting sports, and all sorts of things. And it isn't the firearm that's a problem. It's the intent of the heart. It's the evil heart. It's the disconnected child that is grown into a young man that's frustrated, angry, and violent. And I think if we say, oh, it's the gun, we need to ban guns, it's kind of too late in the story to talk about guns. We need to talk about what are these kids doing in their childhoods to have meaningful relationships and to have proper development and proper childhood development. So when they get to be young men, they're whole mentally, physically, socially, and spiritually. That would solve the problem. And to just attack guns is kind of a side issue that isn't really going to solve the problem of the human heart. (music) 
This is the first of a two-part series on guns, so stay tuned for next time when I talk about why banning guns or getting rid of the Second Amendment will never solve the violence and the mass shooting problem in our country. Thank you for listening, and let me know what you think. You can contact me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Janice Christensen or at Janice Christ, J-A-N-I-S-K-R-I-S-T. Boy, this is a big topic. I wish people understood that they put the Second Amendment in the Bill of Rights to the Constitution, and it wasn't because the founders just got back from a hunting trip, but because they just defended themselves from the greatest power on earth at that time, Great Britain. And we've used this mechanical might in the United States military and individually ever since.